you are about to enter the world of the Faceoff Hockey Podcast. Only, it's only game. Why do you have to be mad? The cases are real. The debates are real. Their rulings are final. This guy's such an idiot here. <laughs> this is your podcast. This is Face Off Hockey. Tiger, where are you? <laughs> Tiger! We also didn't talk about how now there's going to be a... Uh, oh, no, one brown a- must die. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hello. Back, Hello. In the, Hello. Hello. back in the COVID bunker shelters. Got a little bit uh, <laughs> stir-crazy over here. Yeah, it's not too bad. You guys have left your room, right? I have to. I still have to go to work. So what? I'm working. I'm working too, bro. Yeah. I mean, so am I. I guess we're all still working. No, so. but like I have to go to work. You know. So do I. I still have to go to work as well. We all do. Yeah, we all. I guess we all. All three of us work at essential services here in Ontario, so we can't really get out of it. At least we still have jobs for the time being. Yeah. Very. Very true. Um, well, we just started recording, and did Cat crap out or what? He very well might have. He's got that stupid smirk on his oh, face. Oh, oh. Uh, no. Hello? I'm here. Oh, he's I'm, back. He's back. Video's I'm here, live. yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm so pissed off. Oh, my hey, God. Hey, this is better that you have your end working this time as opposed to last week. If anyone was listening last week, which we hope you all were, um, Cat's mic volume was coming through two different speakers it was a little discombobulated but we got it all sorted out we're figured yeah, it out great Who would have known that maybe potentially paying for a service might get you better audio quality <laughs> yeah except uh we sacrificed the video quality for it but hey hey it's gonna come and go it's come and go you know what the zoom the app shout out zoom this is what we're using now to record our podcast their stocks have skyrocketed they shout out to their stock that's uh, <laughs> yeah. shot up a hundred percent in the last like week Stonks, big stonks. Stonks, big stonks guy myself, you know? Yeah. But has anyone bought stocks of N95 masks or? <laughs> no, no. They're probably well, they too expensive now. They, they don't have the supply to match the demand, so. Unless you want to build uh, some yourself and then maybe. No, I'm saying like the, the stocks in that and stocks in those companies. That's yeah, right. I hear you. Well, speaking of stocks and uh, taking hits or rises, the NHL. Um, there is still some hockey news, believe it or not, even though sports hasn't really gone on for the last couple weeks. Um, of course. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I, the Olympics are officially postponed. So, yep. and the way I'm looking at that to kind of wrap it all with sports is the Olympics usually take place in the middle of June uh, till the end of the middle of July. If yep. they're postponing that, I don't see any sports coming back. It's I kind of agree. Mark Cuban went out on a limb and said uh, – he expects basketball to be back by May before June, possibly. So end of May, yeah, end of May, somewhere around there. I just don't buy it, but I'm I'm disappointed. I was supposed to go to the Euro Cup this year. I was supposed to go to yes. Germany, Italy, and Greece, and I don't know if that's going to happen anymore. So, oh, that's all. That tournament's already been postponed. So, I the tournament's been postponed. I don't know if I'm still going to go on the trip or not. Who knows if I'll even be able to travel by July. So. Yeah, I was just going to ask. I was going to bring Kat in on this. Would you, if you had a trip booked like that, would you, and the tournament got canceled, but you still had your plane and your, yeah, so he's already shaking his head. Like, I probably wouldn't go either. I, luckily enough, I've been to Europe. I've been to the Czech, Austria, Germany, and, and Italy. Um, it's different if you've never been, but you've been. Kak, have you been over to Europe? <laughs> uh, no. No? Yeah, so no. I, <laughs> yeah, that, was a, that was a little weird, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess if you still wanted to take a trip out there, you could, but I, I would stay away from there, Mikey. Yeah, I'll be fine as long as, I can, yeah. as long as I can get some money back. Like, I, I already sunk a couple grand into this trip, and, like, we had it all planned out and everything. So I'm going to be pretty upset, like, if I, if I don't at least get some money back. I'm okay with, with paying a little bit, but, I mean. Was this your family that you guys were going? No, just me and a couple of buddies. That's it. Oh yeah, they won. A couple of them won the lottery, uh, like the ticket lottery. Um, I'm talking about lottery. Oh yeah, my God, the ticket lottery for the Euro Cup, but that tournament has been canceled. And it oh, was, that sucks. But you know what? You know what oh. even kind of sucks about it more is that it, it was their an anniversary uh, year for them, and the tournament was going to be actually hosted in six different countries in Europe. Usually, it's just in one host 
yeah. uh, nation, but it was actually going to be pretty cool this time. They were going to travel around, but uh, no mas. No, that's and Spanish. Mm-hmm. For those of you that don't know, I'm sorry to hear that, bud. I forget what I was going to say, but yeah, it sucks. It's okay, well, yeah, it, it sucks. COVID's ruining everything. Um, it's ruining uh, some uh, employees at the NHL office today. Um, yeah. They announced that they will be temporarily cutting the pay of league office employees by 25%. Um, I'll have to double check, but I think it said that if any employee makes over 50000 a year, that that will come into effect for them on April 1st. Um, yeah. And that's, yeah. I mean – it's just a trickle down effect. I'm I, if you guys want to comment on that and anything else. Well, I kind of like, I mean, that's horrible, but I, I forgot to ask this last time we went to air. How do you think that this is going to affect the cap? Because the cap is based on uh, profits, right? And mm-hmm. the cap and you know, you're having like a quarter of the season plus playoffs potentially gone. So how is the cap? How's this going to affect the cap? Like is the cap going to get potentially lower for next season? Because that, you know, like it's just it's crazy how they were saying like, oh, it's going to go to eighty four to eighty eight million. Like, yeah, but we're not having hockey now, so I'm I'm got to think it's going to like go down a bit, right? No, I I don't think at this point you can drop the cap. Like teams already like teams for the Leafs, like, like the Leafs for example, they've already got a team that's so tightly structured to the cap, like. What are they going to do? Make them trade trade someone just so they can lower the cap? I mean, to me, it's Compliance not a buyout. Yeah, but I mean, as long as it's Cody CC, I'm okay with that. <laughs> what about your well, boy Cody Tyson Berry? Cody CC's not signed for next year. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Neither of those guys. Tyson Berry signed. Yeah, is yeah. I, CC's gone this year too? He's only on a one year. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, but speaking about the cap, they were expecting it to go up three or four million for next year. That's what they said last year too, and then they a bunch of GMs ended up getting screwed. Um, so I don't, it's definitely not going up, uh, for next year, whenever hockey or sports in general comes back to normal. Um, I can't, yeah, I'm a kind of agree with CAC. I can't really see it getting decreased from what it's already at. That just sounds like it would just cause a ton of problems for GMs, owners, uh, the league in general, they would have to backtrack and stuff. You kind of have to keep it at where it would be, but this is all un precedented territory for everyone who knows what's going to happen maybe there will be some cap exemptions um for next that's what year. i was thinking that's yeah. that's what i was thinking too but does that force owners to pay out of pocket it's that would kind of hurt teams uh maybe like carolina's arizona's team ottawa um teams that don't really <laughs> spend to the cap to the cap ceiling um so i don't know it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting uh, this Money talk, it's a little bit boring, but it's gonna, it could be a huge factor whenever uh, the NHL decides to kick, kick its tires back up. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> there's nothing really much. Like, I, I know. Well, I mean, there's nothing really sucks. much to say, right? You like, can't really add yeah. We're living in a world of hypotheticals, right? And yeah. the, only other, the only really thing I would say is if there was a if there was a like, if the cap, if, if the cap got lowered, like, who on the big four in the Leafs would be a compliance buyout? That's the only thing I'm thinking of. But it's like you can't even say that because that might not even be a possibility. Well, this, this would be a good time to bring up uh, maybe what the NHL should do. They should kind of look at other leagues, for example. I've always been a proponent of taking a little bit of the NBA and a little bit of the NFL cap situations. So uh, the NFL, they got the franchise tag where if you've drafted, developed the guy, you could tag him for a year. And the money, I believe, someone could correct me if I'm wrong, it doesn't count towards the cap. Um, then you look at the NBA, um, there's a cap. You're allowed to go over the cap, but the ownership will have to pay the luxury tax. It was right. an, until a couple years ago, uh, Masai Ujiri here in Toronto, he got that exemption from MLSE. They let him spend over the cap. Right. Um, back, uh, it's got to be six, seven years ago now, Brooklyn Nets, they had that really rich European owner. He decided to pay all that money for Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Joe Johnson. Uh, he spent, Williams. yeah, exactly. He spent like a hundred million over the cap and completely went the other way as opposed to where the Raptors went. So I think if the NHL brought in like a franchise tag and let's use our hometown team, the Toronto Maple Leafs example, can you imagine the cap 
um, flexibility the Leafs would have if they were able to like franchise tag Austin Matthews where his $11 million cap it wouldn't count towards the cap because that's someone they drafted. That's someone they developed. It's in within their own system. It'd be different for a John Tavares where you've got to go poach him from another team. Uh, say, Hey, leave your team. We got to take one less year. Um, we can't give you eight. We can only give you seven and your cap will count towards or your cap hit will count towards our cap. So right. you could do that. I've always kind of liked that idea. Um, but the luxury tax, for, on the other hand, you would have teams like the Leafs dipping into that no matter what because they would want to win a cup because it's been God knows how long, 50-plus years now. But it would kind well, of screw over other teams. So maybe the franchise tag is kind of a way to go. Yeah, but I think even in, in the NFL, like I think there's a whole controversial issue with the franchise tag because mm-hmm. it can only be up to a certain amount of money. Like, Remember, like, I think it was, like, who was it? Le'Veon Bell uh, didn't want to play for the Steelers because they tagged him and he could only make, like, a max of $10 million. It's, I think, like I think there might be a max on money, but it's more about a security. You can only franchise tag someone for one year. So it's a security thing too, right? Because Le'Veon Bell, for, as you brought up, injury prone all the time. He, but he's a great player. And he's like, okay, I've done my work. Um, you got to pay me. But stop giving me one years. I want the security. I feel like I've earned the security. Right. And fair. I guess now that I'm thinking about it, if the franchise tag in the NHL was only one year, would you want to franchise tag Austin Matthews or would you want to potentially lock him up for five, six years? Maybe you franchise tag a guy like Nylander or Mike, you were kind of thinking of this. You'd probably franchise tag Marner. <laughs> yeah, I would personally. Kak, I know you want to jump in. Sorry about the only thing is, the only thing I think, uh, the franchise thing, I, that's a little foreign to me, but the whole, like, uh, luxury tax, like, people, this is, like, we're saying the same thing about what happened, like, you know, we had Leaf fans complaining, like, not saying you guys, but Leaf fans in general going, oh, we should just get rid of the cap. Well, it's like, well, before the lockout, the Leafs, you know, we didn't have a cap, and Toronto was having a problem getting players, even though we had a cap. We were they were still losing games and stuff, and having a hard time. Wrong getting, decisions. Right, wrong decisions. Exactly. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'd have to like think about the franchise tag a little more. I think that the NHL just wants to keep it. I mean, as as difficult as the structure is, they want to keep. I think that part of it a little bit easier. Like it's all. Like, you need to have a, an analytical, mathematical brain for a lot of it. So, I don't know. I just – it's just – it's. I'm, look, I'm thinking of the free agents. Um, oh. Oh. We lost him. <laughs> no, no. We got a drop call. But, uh, Mike, at least he's thinking of the free agents, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see if CAC reconnects here. I feel like we're actually on radio doing like a phone interview and then the line yeah. just completely dropped. He could probably hear all this too and he's probably like screaming probably in the background. Phone and freaking out and shadow boxing. <laughs> but at least his picture is still up here. Look at that. Yeah, he's Dang. looking great right now. Just deep into thought. He but, looks disgusted actually. <laughs> but he's thinking about free agents. <laughs> Anyway, so let's uh, let's jump into some other stuff. Then. Yeah, we'll continue trucking along here. Oh, there it is. Bye bye. Oh, hey. he's back. Hey. Oh. Hey. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. What the? F- okay. Yeah, it- okay. So we're. I think I think that's the universe's way of telling you that that's enough talking. <laughs> you barely talked. I barely said anything though. <laughs> oh man, I wish there's no cough button there. It's not. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, but Kak, you were saying you're thinking about the free. So, yeah, well, that, yeah. So like, it's just it's going to be a very weird structure because it's like, well, you know, you can't really go for the big money this summer, hypothetically, if this mm-hmm. continues. So that's pretty much all I was getting at. Yeah, and it's like we I think we touched on it last episode. The GMs that made all these trades uh, up at the trade deadline, trading oh. draft picks, uh, getting in rentals, um, right. It's what happens there. Like you got to think there's got to be some backlash coming into league offices saying like, Hey, this is a little unfair. Yeah. hundred percent. You got teams that stood pat and maybe they unintentionally stood pat because they couldn't do anything like the Toronto Maple Leafs, but Hey, ends up working in their favor. Um, yeah. 
and good for Tyson Berry and Cody Cece. They can just kind of fly away. People just forget about them. <laughs> oh, they were good ones, right? Yeah, okay. Let's, uh, yeah. We'll, well, Tyson, Tyson Berry, he is uh, – we'll just pr- set this up quickly. He yes. was drafted in 2009. Uh, we'll be touching on our 2009 uh, redraft. Um, spoiler alert, Tyson Berry was not in my top ten. Really? He was <laughs> He wasn't? Mm, no, there was a lot of good players. If you guys want, I don't know what else we got uh, set up to talk about. We can. I jump think we into can just fire right it fired off, like just fire it yeah. out right now. Well, we were going to do the uh, the Ovechkin thing, but I think that can wait now. Yeah, we could we could move that next up. We could do the let's do the draft, and then we'll talk about uh, Ovechkin, uh, how basically COVID on uh, NHL lockouts are kind of screwing them over from chasing Wayne Gretzky. Um, but we'll get to that. But let's hockey do gods. our uh, the hockey gods, man. They st- and they, you know what? Speaking of this, now I'm thinking about it. They also took the Olympic privilege away from him as well. And you know him; he's won his cup. And uh, him being Russian, those guys uh, just as much as just as much passion playing for their country hockey wise than Canadians. And you know he's always really wanted to win a gold medal. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll talk we'll touch on that though. But anyway, not uh, banned from the Olympics again. But that's another story. <laughs> yeah, the Olympic athletes from Russia. Oh, that's that was so weird. The OAR were uh, men's and, hockey champions. They had red practice jerseys, and it was weird. It was just weird. <laughs> anyway, all right, two thousand and nine. Okay, I'll go first. Entry draft. Yeah. So um, let's let let me read out quickly. Uh, so. Last episode, we did 2005. That was the post-lockout. Um, Sidney Crosby, first overall. We all took Sidney Crosby first overall. Um, so this week, we're doing 2009. Um, it went in 1-10. to 10, This was the order. So it went John Tavares, Victor Hedman, Matt Duchesne, Evander Kane, Braden Shen, Oliver ekman Larson, Nazem Kadri, shout-out future Hall of Famer, uh, yeah. Scott Glennie, Jared Cowan, and Magnus PRV was number 10. So... Mikey, you want to do the honors, then we can go down to CAC, and then we'll finish it off with this guy over here. So, okay. Mikey, oh, hold on. We did this last week. We all agreed on Sidney Crosby being number one. Yes. Are we all going to agree on number one this week? Absolutely. CAC, who did you have for number one? Because I think me and Mikey probably had the same guy, and we're hoping you did as well. I had, to, I had Tavares. Yes, we all had John Tavares yeah. um, at number one. Uh, now, number two. Did number two change for you guys? No. No. No? All right. Victor Hedman, number two. So, let's go from Mikey. We'll start with you. Go from number 10 up to pick number three because we know Hedman still went two. Tavares still went one. So, take it away. So, I just want to start off by saying that this was not easy to do. I had done some hardcore analysis, which I left uh, on my desk at work, which kind of sucks. So, I'm kind of doing this from the seat of my pants right now. No problem. Um, so, some of these might be controversial. They're my personal picks because I like these players. So we like controversy. This is this is what a redraft is supposed to be about. Yes. Looking back, analyzing, and getting that controversy out. And I know there's going to be some controversy in this one for sure. Yes. Okay. So number ten, right off the bat, I have Ryan Ellis, Nashville Predators. Wow. Played there his whole his whole career. He's been a staple on that defense uh, defensive line. Um, and then also, I mean, I think he's just, he's, he was the captain of the world juniors. I think he just plays with a lot of heart and he's got a great beard. Um, <laughs> great beard. All right. nine, <laughs> Who knew that being a factor? <laughs> number nine, uh, future hall of famer, Nazem Kadri. Uh, I don't know if he made everyone's top 10 list here, but I think he's just a, a glue guy. He's got, plays with a lot of heart, my kind of player. Yep. Uh, number eight, same sort of, same type of player, a little more scrappy, a little more, uh, controversial. We got Evander Kane. Uh, I think he's a great player. Uh, he's gotten some trouble in the past, and he's slowed down offensively a little bit, kind of. I'm going to interrupt quickly. You've thrown me off the rails completely already, but I like it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, so, okay, so number seven, I have, and as much as I hated to do this, stats, to a certain extent, never lie. I have Tyson Berry at number seven. Wow, I did not expect that. All right. I, I think he... Uh, like I said, I, I didn't watch him a whole lot in um, Colorado. Uh, from the time he's been a Leaf, not a huge fan. Um, but stats don't lie. Tyson Berry puts up good numbers. Um, number six, I have Matt Duchesne. 
you know, I struggled with Matt Duchesne a lot, and uh, I just had to, sl- to slide him in there. Stats don't lie for him as well. But I also – I mean, I'd also put him on my list as biggest disappointments from this draft as well because he's just a – I don't know. Really? He's, he's just not a, the kind of player that I would look for on my team. I don't think he adds a lot of value. Okay. Um, well, that if you're an Uber driver, you hate him. <laughs> oh my yeah. god i forgot about that yeah. the ottawa well, centers that's right yeah exactly and, and shit like that i mean that's just not good morale you want to have on your team i don't like that so before- he's also a, a scratch for team canada and eventually came in in the olympics i, I believe sorry um, so whatever. mikey before you continue i want to jump in uh Kadri, kane and duchene those guys were previously top 10 um yeah. we're gonna post the picture later we'll show their previous ranks but i want to go back quickly ryan ellis he moved into your top 10 he was taken 11th overall and then uh tyson berry you had him at number seven and he was taken 64th overall um right. i just looking at this through berry and duchene uh and there's another player you're probably gonna say colorado had a hell of a draft this year um in 2009 yeah. Yeah. but anyway continue with uh pick number five uh so pick number five i have been shen I think the kid's an absolute stud. Way better than the shitty other Shen that we drafted. <laughs> um, Stanley Cup champion. I don't know if you can see like a pattern. Yeah, Stanley Cup champion. I don't know if you can see a pattern with the players that I'm choosing here. But they all play with heart. They're not afraid to get physical. And most of them are winners in one way or another. Yep. Uh, number four, Oliver ekman Larson. Guy's had shitty luck. He's played on a shitty team for his entire uh, entire. Uh, NHL career I think he's got a lot of talent and I think he's done well for Mm -hmm. for where he's been Uh, I think he still deserves a a top five spot there Uh, number three big legend one of my personal favorite hockey players that are currently playing Uh, I have Ryan O'Reilly at the number three spot yeah Uh, big big glue guy plays with heart great beard but just a great guy all around Uh, so that's that's my top 10 CAC I don't I don't like your attitude you haven't even said anything but i don't even care because that's my that's my top 10 hey i like it you know what there is one guy sorry cac there i don't know if cac's gonna mention him in this top 10 but i had one guy in my top 10 that you that you did not say is it fucking paul mary no 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 no, definitely not no no anyway let's let's say so that's mikey's uh we'll round it out number two obviously had been number one obviously joel tavares um cac Take out away with uh, your number 10 pick. Uh, no, I'm just rolling my eyes when you keep saying that having a good beard is a factor. That's all. Uh, <laughs> Sorry you can't okay. grow one, pal. Buddy, you grew up with me. I grew one at 11. <laughs> like, you got a beard in grade six, I remember. Yeah, I mean, like, come on, come on. And speaking okay. of beards, I, I, I've sort of layered this in there because I want to bring up another thing that we're going to talk about. And I didn't tell either of you about it, but I just decided we're going to talk about it later. So. Uh, all right. All right. Let's continue with CAC first. Yes. Oh, okay. So, uh, number 10, I had Evander Kane. Um, he was drafted uh, fourth overall by Atlanta, <laughs> RIP. Uh, <laughs> but um, with the 10th pick from Edmonton, on the, I had Evander Kane. He's been suspended a lot he's had a lot of uh off the ice and on the ice issues he drops number 10 for me number nine i have with the ottawa pick ryan ellis uh, originally 11th overall uh he again staple on the nashville back end um five foot ten but he plays like he's six foot two absolutely i i just think he's he's uh he's great and he's a great leader too on and off the ice number eight he saw batty uh sorry tyson berry uh with the eighth selection, uh, that was with Dallas. Um, <laughs> they drafted Scott Glennie, who, but uh, Tyson Berry, um, just his years in Colorado have been great. Number seven, I have uh, Nazem Kadri with the Toronto pick. I oh, still staying, think that, staying I still think as much as, uh, you know, I don't like what he did in the playoffs. You can't deny that he has a presence, and in season, he he's you know he plays really hard. Playoffs, eh, okay. <laughs> Number six, Braden Shen with the Phoenix uh, pick. Braden Shen, I have him at six. He was originally number five. Uh, he, he's a consistent plus fifty point getter. Uh, he's a very good number two, number three center. Um, 
I've always liked Braden Shen. He hits a lot, block shots, complete complete utility player. Uh, not a first liner by any means, but I still think he's he's very useful. Now here's where, when Matt Duchesne was drafted, everyone thought that he was going to be first. Not everyone. That is a stretch. A lot of people thought that he was going to be first or second, and then mm. you know Hedman gets drafted second, and Craig Button's there consoling him. I'm sorry. If I'm, like, dropping a three, I don't want Craig Button to be, like, up in my face and be like, it's okay. You're still going to make your mark in this league. You're a great player. <laughs> uh, so having said that, uh, Matthew Shane drops to number five for me. He's still a really good center when he is healthy. The off-ice thing, the off-ice issues that have plagued him, like, you know, the leadership. I mean, he was with Colorado for many years, goes to Ottawa. Colorado starts doing well. Ottawa, you know, starts to deviate and drop a little bit. And now he's with Nashville. He's got 42 points in 60 games. Garbage. (laughs) Okay. And then number four, I have uh, O'Reilly O'Reilly. He's he's been picking it up the last couple of years. What I've been looking at is consistency. And Ryan O'Reilly has peaks and valleys with his stats. Now that could be because he played for the Sabres and was like, I don't like this game. And, you know, didn't quite pull a Patrick Berglund, but was pretty close to by, mm-hmm. you know, leaving the game entirely. So, I, you know, I, it, I know he's a Conn Smythe winner, but he wasn't as consistent as I would have liked him, which is why OEL, Oliver Le- Ekman Larson, with the third overall selection by Colorado Avalanche, would, you know, he'd go there for number three. Um, yeah, I respect that, but I, I I like winners too. But I do respect that. Yeah, no, those are. Well, I mean, so far these are two lists. Like they're, we're all pretty much similar. Um, CAC didn't mention the guy I have in my top ten. Um, so I'll go through mine quick. Um, I, yeah, I have a feeling who it might be, but okay, go go go. Did it right. So number ten, uh, I had Kadri going number ten, um, formerly number seven to the Leafs. Number nine, I had, and I think he made the biggest jump up for me, was Matthias Ekholm of the Nashville Predators. Um, yeah. he, he's, been, he's been a pretty good defenseman for most of his career. Uh, he's been kind of behind Yossi, Weber, uh, Suter, um, Ellis in Nashville. They've gone through all those guys with Subban, but they've ended up sticking with Yossi and Ekholm. He's been a great player for them. I would have taken – I mean, there were other defensemen up there – of course, I had Ekman Larson at number three. Um, he was the only other defenseman I had in the top ten, other than Victor Hedman, of course. And there were other D on this list. Um, but I honestly thought Ekholm, like knowing what we know today still and the career leading up to it, I would prob- it'd be hard, but I would probably choose Matthias Ekholm over Tyson Berry. Um, Berry is the offensive defenseman. Um, which I despise personally. Yeah, and not a lot of people like that. Um, but I don't. I would just think if you're choosing, if you have a top ten pick and you're going to choose a defenseman, I think you want more of a defensive defenseman than an offensive defenseman. You can kind of get away with taking those guys in a little bit of the later rounds, or maybe even developing one um, into that kind of player. Uh, I mean, look at Dustin Bufflin as an example. That guy was a forward. They put him back on D and team team captain you know what I mean he's picked it up right away um picked up that position right away so I would have put Ekholm at number nine uh number eight I had Evander Kane number seven Braden Shen number six Ryan Ellis number five Matt Duchesne Ryan O'Reilly at four and OEL at number three and then Hedman and Tavares of course but CAC like you said with Duchesne uh being in that top three it, this is one of the drafts first time in a long time I, oh he's back one of the first I have no idea. Like, time. Sorry. My Wi-Fi doesn't say it's disconnecting, but I keep <laughs> dropping the call. It's so freaking weird. It's Go all on. good. At least your audio, it's every time you connect, you're still good. But I was just saying how you mentioned that uh, Duchesne, Hedman, Tavares, that top three. That's really the first time in a while, up until maybe the most recent draft, where there's been a kind of, not confusion, but there's been like any one of these guys can go number one. I'm pretty sure right. – had Tavares going number one I mean he was the 14 year old coming into the OHL the guy was a man child um the centerman right so he's obviously gonna have that um I mean if you took Victor Hedman first overall not a bad pick probably would still rather have Tavares Duchesne yeah 
that I mean, if you were to take Duchesne number one and let's say Tavares and Hedman still had the like same kind of careers, man, that would look kind of bad. But yeah. um, that that was the first time with the trio where it's like, hmm, what could really happen here? The thing is with the the whole like uh, two things because I again there was a period where I didn't I don't know if you addressed this. But the, the Ekholm thing, if you get a defenseman like that, you're not necessarily taking them in the first 10 picks. Uh, so, which is why Ekholm... No, you're not. Right? So that's why I didn't have him on my list. You know, like, he's a fourth-round pick. That's the beauty of a redraft. That's the beauty of a redraft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but with Hedman, Hedman took a couple of seasons to get to where he is. Yeah, like he took a while to develop, yeah. To, yeah, people tend to forget that. He took a while to get there. So... But if you yeah. remember that World Junior Tournament leading up to that draft, he, everyone was like, this guy's going to pass Tavares in the standings. He's a monster. He's defenseman. Oh, for he's, sure. He's a Swedish defenseman. That's a jackpot, uh, yeah. if yeah. anything. Uh, so it, it was tough. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, so, but I, quickly, before we end this, uh, some honorable mentions. Let's just call them the in-and-out swappings of the number 10 pick. Yeah. Uh, I, I had on my potential number 10s, I had Chris Kreider who went 19th in the draft. Thomas Tatar, who went 60th. Yeah, yes. Uh, Sammy one of my One of my big honorable mentions. Yeah. Sammy Vatanen, I maybe probably wouldn't have taken with a 10th pick, but very good defenseman. Uh, he's kind of had some injuries the last couple of years. He's been in and out from Anaheim and New Jersey, shitty teams. Um, but he was number 106, but he definitely would have gone in the top 20. Um, Anders Lee uh, was at number 152 to the Islanders. It's yeah. really only taken in the last two years to kind of break out but captain of the islanders took over when Tavares left 40 goals uh he was on pace to have another really good season re-signed with the team and this is these ones were kind of tricky at 15 there were two goalies i saw so there was leonard and kemper um yeah, yeah. knowing what we know today robin leonard or darcy kemper would have been a great pick but you probably would not have even come close to touching one of those guys in the top 20 back then leonard was taken by ottawa and I remember he had a couple games in and out with them before he ended up leaving. Yeah. Um, Kemper, I honest, I'll be honest, never really heard of him until last year. Yeah. Really? I, I, Leonard's yeah. a better goalie than Kemper, and I think the stats. I, I don't know if you've seen Leonard's stats, but they're they're pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's kind of flown under the radar for the majority of his career. I don't think he gets the respect that he deserves a lot of the time. Um, <sighs> backing up Mark Andre Fleury. Currently, well, not currently, because there's oh, no he was on fire up until the season stopped with with uh, in yeah. Vegas. Yeah, so I, I I had I originally had him at number ten, um, mm. and I also had Kreider in there, so I was kind of like switching it up a little bit. But anyway, I the thing with Re- Leonard, well, Leonard was also uh, Bishop and Leonard kind of started with the Senators, um, but Bishop was another year. But Leonard, once he got to Buffalo, like it, it, he. He was – there was hard to get a read on him, right? We look back now at recency bias with him and the Islanders, and he had that Vezina caliber season. Well, he didn't win, but he was nominated. Uh, like, and we look at that and we go, oh, he was – you know, he's, he's so great. Like, he would have good seasons with Buffalo, and then he'd be having very inconsistent seasons with Buffalo. So I yeah. wouldn't have touched him in the top 20 because of that. It was hard. And also, I mean, I know, you know, like mental health and whatever, but at the time – Leonard was a kind of a loose cannon. He was pretty temperamental. Yeah. So you could see why GMs would kind of like take a, you know, a second look uh, when it came to Leonard. And he's a big body too. And, you know, Chicago was a bit of a mess this year. Uh, but, you know, Len- Leonard's numbers in Vegas compared to Leonard's numbers in Chicago, I get it. It's a completely different, two completely different teams. Yeah. But, um, you know, so I-, I could see why. Leonard, Leonard would have been like in my top 15 maybe I didn't necessarily have him in my top 10 Kemper Mm -hmm. I knew just because of fantasy hockey Mm -hmm. and like I would take him every so often so but yeah yeah I mean I'll I once again like from last redraft of 05 and this one our lists are pretty similar but I ended up having the odd man out in Matthias Ekholm um I could make the argument for putting him in the top 10 I could also make the argument leaving him out like you guys did but uh I think we did pretty good. I think we can agree on um, – we'll post these uh, on Instagram, but um, let's go over uh, quickly um, the top 10 busts of that draft because there were a lot of guys taken. I looked at the stats on Hockey DB in the 2009 draft. Um, I'll pull it up quickly just to 
double check, but of all the players, there were 116 uh, guys in this draft that ever actually touched the ice. So only 55% of the guys drafted um, this year ended up uh, playing in the NHL. And the average between those was 262 games. So only a couple seasons. I mean, kind of a weak draft. So um, yeah. <clears throat> we'll go back in the snake order draft. I'll start with my top 10 busts. Um, so number eight was a guy by the name of Scott Glennie. Now <laughs> I had no idea who this was, but anyone that was taken in the top 10 and played count them on your fingers. One game in the NHL is a complete bust. Um, I just didn't really understand that. So he was my number one, but worse than only playing one game in the top 10 is being drafted in the first round and not playing a game at all. And that was Carolina's draft pick, Philippe Paradis. Now, I don't know him, but the name does sound familiar. I don't know if he yeah. played on the Wasn't World Juniors or anything like that. Yeah, it sounds um, familiar. He, yeah, he, he did. He, he did, I think. He is Canadian. He played in Shawinigan in the queue. So he might have probably played uh, for that World Junior team. Um, my third one was Jared Cowan of the Spokane Chiefs. Um, he played 249 games in the NHL. Cup, cup of coffee with Ottawa. He was actually traded to Toronto a couple years ago, but they bought him out or sent him a home pack and they sent him to uh, Robida Island. Um, quickly then, I had Magnus PRV. He went number 10 um, <clears throat> to Edmonton and he just flat out just never worked out. Um, I'm going to give my, I'll, I'll just say my five because I'm going to go with this one because this might ring home to you guys. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens drafted a guy by the name of Louis LeBlanc. And Louis LeBlanc had so much praise from Montreal media. He was going to be the savior. I honestly thought I heard his name four times a week on SportsCenter uh, with the Habs. Louis LeBlanc played a total of, count them on your hands, five times, 50 games. Um, he had yeah, and his girlfriend uh, took a bitch fit on Twitter when he wasn't playing a lot. I hated that draft pick. Yeah. I hated it. Draft yeah. was in Montreal. They yes. needed a French Canadian to appease. Like, <laughs> it, it just all went wrong. Yeah, went I think wrong. I think Montreal should take a note there and say like you don't always have to draft a French Canadian player. I mean, yeah. Well, because it was in Montreal. Yeah, that's why. You gotta, you gotta make the crowd Montreal, go wild. So, you gotta make a splash. Oh, I'm so. I, that's the part I hate about Montreal. We like, have a, we have to a be trade French Canadian. It's like, <laughs> but the oh, just to cut yeah. The whole Philippe Paradis thing, I think why you know about him or why you've heard about him, Gio, is because the Leafs traded uh, to uh, – like the Leafs had him for a while. They, uh, he was in exchange for uh, Yuri Tulusti. Oh, oh, remember Yuri Tulusti. Remember that guy posting nude photos of himself on the nude internet? Nude photos. Yeah. I do remember <laughs> that guy. Weird dude. Went to that, Carolina, though, and I'm pretty sure he did pretty well there. He did all right. It's funny now that you bring that up. I think that's maybe where I remember it. But talking about that, guys, Leafs, there were a couple guys who – put on the blue and white in this first round. Uh, Mike, if you want to kind of pick up where I left off, I have another bust. You're um, talking uh, Carter Ashton. I, I, you know what? That guy, uh, that guy played for the World Juniors. I thought he was a really solid player. I think he played 15 games in the NHL for the Leafs. Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe a little more, maybe like five, you know, stragglers here and there. Mm -hmm. I think he had like zero points or something like that. Mm-hmm. I got to feel bad for the guy because I remember – I was very vividly remember watching him play and thinking he's got potential. Uh, he always looked like he got punched in the face a couple times because he had a fat lips and shit. Um, but uh, I, I feel – got to feel bad for the guy, but he was an absolute bust for sure. Yeah. I was also referring to uh, Peter Holland. But oh, Carson, and Peter – Carter, Carter Ashton works okay. Peter Holland went 15th overall. Cac, do you have any other names – um, that you want to throw as a bust, even though we named a few. There were two, actually, that I probably would have thrown in here as well. Uh, so, uh, I misunderstood. I thought busts since 2009. Yeah, right. So, we'll, we'll my list – and I can't go on the internet right now because if I'm having problems with the Wi-Fi – Yeah, no worries, no worries. Yeah, so, we, we had a little misunderstanding, but we'll, we'll bring it up next episode. We're going to do the top 10 uh, draft busts from 2009 – to 2019 so the last 10 years um but quickly to wrap this up uh number 12 pick in the draft was calvin dehan now calvin dehan has played for the islanders he still does but for someone who went 12th overall 
uh, as a defenseman. I know it takes a little bit longer, but he's never really panned out to be that guy. And then I had uh, Jordan Schrader, who was taken by the Vancouver Canucks. I remember his yeah. World Junior run uh, with the Team USA. He was a really touted prospect, um, high-end touted prospect. Um, smaller guy, tons of skill. He was kind of like a Mitch Marner type player, a um, yeah. little bit more size. So I guess he was just ahead of his time, but uh, he never worked out. But that kind of will wrap up our uh, 2009 draft. <clears throat> as Did my you voice craps out. Uh, Jared Coward. Yeah, Jared. <laughs> and you just wanted to say that. Yeah, I, I mentioned. I mentioned Jared Coward. Yeah, I, I. And I think you did briefly mention that's that, my joke. That the Leafs traded him, uh, traded for him, and then waived him or something, right? Yeah, they traded. Yeah, for him with the Funuf trade, wasn't it? Yeah, or, I think it was the Funuf trade. They got him in return, and they, they kind of just sent him to Robita Island, and uh, it, it never. I think we just bought him out. They were paying him two million to kind of just go away. Yeah, but uh, yeah. he was a shit guy. He was a, he was a <laughs> shit when we used to play Ottawa. I remember. I remember wanting to punch him right in his face. Anyways, that's it. Yeah, yeah that'll that'll wrap up our own nine draft. <laughs> uh, Cac, Cac, he's crapping in and out. But uh, Mike, <laughs> I, I still got you with me. I guess. Um, we'll uh, we'll so we'll segue from. Oh, there was my pen. We'll segue from the oh nine draft, and we'll talk about going back to what's going on basically in the NHL sports world with COVID. Um, Alexander Ovechkin, he was on pace to probably get 51, 52 goals this year. Um, This guy, everyone had started talking about him catching Wayne Gretzky realistically. Um, Did you guys say, I don't know, because it's it's been. Oh, that was just really weird. Mikey, you can hear me, right? Yeah, I got to love him jumping in. But anyway, continuing with Ovi. So he was on pace for like 52 goals this year. Talks are actually starting to pick up that he was going to have – he was going to chase – come close to getting Wayne Gretzky's uh, total goal-scoring record at 892, I believe it is. Um, But this guy, he's just getting screwed over by Gary Bettman's lockouts. He missed a full season, and he missed a half season. And now – the season has come to an end because of COVID. And I mean, we could probably look back at it, look back at this a year from now and really calculate how many games Ovechkin has not played in and kind of average in. We can maybe message yeah. an analytical guy and kind of figure it out. But I got a feel for this guy, man. He probably would have had the best chance anyone has had to date or anyone will have in the future of catching Wayne Gretzky. Um, it's just kind of really sad for him. And Mike, do you think, I know we never really saw Gretzky play. He retired when we were six years old, uh, retired when Kak was seven years old. Um, do you think Wayne, uh, Ovechkin is probably the greatest goal scorer you've ever seen? Uh, pure goal scorer. Pure goal scorer. Yes. I think he has just a, he has a sense of putting the puck into the net. Mm-hmm. I think there's also, in his past, there were a lot of problems with his game. But, yeah, pure, pure goal scorer. I mean, the guy's got a hell of a shot. I think if there's anyone that could combat that, it could potentially be Austin Matthews. He's got one hell of a shot. He's like yep. four seasons into his career, and I think he could have a, a chance at being a, one of the best goal scorers in the game ever. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And the guy's won the Rocket eight times. Yeah. I mean, he's played, what, 14, 15 seasons? Like, that's pretty crazy. Impressive. And he's also reached the 50-goal mark like seven or eight times as well. Yeah. Like it's it's pretty crazy. Like we know Gretzky had some crazy years where he had like eighty goals, ninety goals. Yeah. In the modern day NHL, with all the changes from the goalie equipment we saw for like the last decade. Yeah, it's um, far more impressive what Ovi's been doing than I mean Gretzky changed the game forever, but hundred percent. Ovi, Ovi even with the game being the way that it is, he is on another level, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean players are just in general, players are way better today than they were in the 80s and well sorry it also had go ahead go ahead they've uh like over the they've developed systems now it's more Mm -hmm. of a defensive system structure now goalies are better goalies are bigger it like and you know all i think about ovechkin it's like you always see the highlights of him scoring in his office top of the left face-off circle yeah He's been doing it for years, and no one could stop him. Like I, I it, it just, it, it's crazy, and it sucks because I honestly thought he could still probably play till he's 39, 40, another five, six years. But 
he's just lo- it's time he's lost so much time and it's been out of his control and i just i feel for him because now that he's got his cup his his recognition of being a top 10 player of all time in my opinion is always going to be there it would have been hard for me to put him in the top 10 if he never won a cup yeah but like even with all this it's unprecedented <sighs> the greatest goal scorer of all time all right cac jump in cuz you've been gone for a little bit yeah i've been i've been like out like i i i've been coming in and out like i i'm like did they mention magnus priarvi oh wait i'm not even in okay yeah yeah no um, we did mention magnus priarvi yes we did okay so uh i don't know i still think that gretzky i mean gretzky missed a lot of time due to injuries too like yeah he had half a lockout whatever but gretzky has had like a lot of major injuries in terms of pure goal scorers i put ovechkin right up there with like lemieux yassi um, yeah, bossy. Gretzky, yeah. Um, if Bobby Orr was a forward, you know, Agreed. why not? Agreed. I agree with that. If Bobby so, Orr played more than like what seven or eight seasons? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like eight or nine seasons. Well, yeah, his last two seasons with Chicago, he was barely playing. Yeah. Um, but uh, what was I gonna say? Like with Ovechkin, he'd be up there with or without a cup because you know there's a lot of players that. That don't that are that were great players that never got a cup, right? Yeah. So, I guess we can kind of use that to segue into our Mount Rushmore, our top four hockey players. But I mean, I I see what you're saying with Ovi, but when you top ten, there's been a lot of great NHL players in history, and it's pretty tough to choose ten of them that have never won a Stanley Cup to put in that top ten. Um, yeah. If you're making a list that significant of top 10 players of all time i think and you i don't really use it too much in debates of being a great player in general but when talking about a list i think a cup has to be on your resume to be considered in a top 10 list of all time yeah i I think i'd agree with that if you're just looking at it from just because there's been so many great players in the nhl and like if if we have to pick a top off the top of my head a top 10 players of all time like they almost all have Stanley Cups. Like, I'm thinking Howe, I'm thinking Beliveau, I'm thinking Gretzky, I'm thinking Messier, I'm thinking Lemieux, I'm thinking Orr. Rocket Richard. Uh, Richard, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Rocket, uh, Sidney Crosby, um, Wayne Gretzky. I didn't even say Gretzky, did I? Uh, Wayne Gretzky. Um, it's, you know what I mean? Even even there, eight, nine guys, I've just they all got Stanley Cups. And there's other guys you could throw in that will have a Stanley Cup. Pavel Bure. Well, no, yeah. he never got a cup. No cup, but I wouldn't – a great goal scorer, great yeah. skater, wouldn't put him in the top ten of all – there's just better I players. I think I'd agree with you there, Gio. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I know this is a different sport, but we look at, like, quarterbacks, right, that didn't – like, Dan Marino, you know, like, like a lot of people consider him one of the like one of the top quarterbacks ever. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You're right. He never right. got a chip, right? So, I don't know. Uh, but in terms of my Mount Rush – so Mount Rushmore, for those of you who do not know – four heads on a mountain. Uh, did you guys have your picks or like, how are we going to do this? I did. I don't, but I can, I could probably do them off the top of I my head. I can run them off right now. Too. I mean, four guys, we're not really going by position or anything. We're just picking. I I'm doing this when I think hockey and I think all time greats. Those are the four names that are just coming to my mind. We're, we're going to leave people off this top four is very hard to do. Um, CAC, do you want to go first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this was a game I played years ago with uh, with my friends there. Mm-hmm. Mine's mine's kind of it's positional. Well, okay, I'll just I'll just I'll just tell them. Yeah. Ooh, so I have position. I like that. Bobby Orr. Mm-hmm. I have Bobby Orr, uh, arguably one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah. Mister Hockey, uh, Gordy Howe, Wayne Gretzky, and then I ha- I put a goalie in there. I put Martin Broder. Um, Wow. Okay. Top, top wins, top shutouts. Okay, you uh, know what? Let's let's do this. Let's for our four, let's pick a goalie, a defenseman, and two forwards. How about that? Yeah. That'll really narrow it down. So you got yeah. Brodeur or Howe and Gretzky? Yeah. Okay, Mike, go ahead. You're gonna make me you're gonna make me leave Sidney Crosby out of this. I can't believe it. I, I know, I know. So I got that's tough. This is this is really tough. Right, so, I'll give you time to think because I if we're gonna go by goalie, defenseman, and two forwards, um, I think my goalie's an easy pick. But yeah, you go. Who's your goalie? I got Ken Dryden as my goalie. Yeah. See. Really? Okay. Yeah. I I would I would I 
I, I would not pick Kendrydon. I wouldn't pick Martin nope. Brodeur. My goalie would be Dominic Hasek. Dominic Hasek. I should yeah. think he is the greatest goalie to ever play. Now you can make some arguments. You could probably put Patrick Waugh. I'm surprised you guys didn't say Patrick. I was. Waugh. It was between Ken Dryden and Patrick Waugh for me, and I didn't, obviously I never got a chance to watch uh, Ken Dryden. But the stories my dad tells me, like mm-hmm. obviously big Habs fan, he he raves about him. So mm-hmm. I I gotta I gotta throw him in there. Yeah. I agree that Dominic Hasek was the, the best goaltender, but just on the like the best shot, most shutouts, most wins, uh, I went with Broder. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, so I have Dominic Hasek as my goalie. Um, Bobby Orr can't really pick anything different as my defenseman. Uh, Wayne Gretzky, obviously, number four. And right alongside Wayne Gretzky, man. Uh, Can you throw Messi in there? No, I'm not going to put – I promise Messi wouldn't do this. Um, I'm not going to put <laughs> Mess in there. Um, uh, I got to leave out Sid the Kid. Um, I got to put Meryl Lemieux, man, because yeah. when I, when I think hockey and I think all time greats, like I know I'm leaving out, uh, Jean Beliveau, I'm leaving out the rocket. I'm leaving out Gordie Howe. Yeah. Um, I mean, take your, yeah, pick. you're narrowing it down to City. four players. It's hard, but I mean, Gretzky Lemieux, arguably the two most offensive, greatest offensive players to ever play the game. Um, and that's strictly just what I'm basing it off of. They, they kind of each change the game. Uh, Gretzky definitely changed the game. Yeah. Uh, Lemieux could literally stand at the blue line, not skate at all. And he could dangle the entire team. Yeah. Like the guy Wait, I met. Doesn't. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. no, no. Yeah. Didn't he have a, didn't he have a, didn't Lemieux have a more points per game than Gretzky yeah, or something so like that? That's what, I, that's what I'm just pulling up right now because I remember when I was looking at Lemieux's stats back when I was at the Hockey News, I noticed something here. He played in 1992, 1993, Pittsburgh won the Cup. He played 60... Oh, 90, no. Go ahead. Montreal won in 93. Oh, so, okay, the year before. Sorry, so I guess it was 91, been, 92, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but the 92-93 season, he played 60-6-0 regular season games. You guys happen to know how many points he got in 60 games? Mm, no. Didn't he have... It's well north of 100. Let's just say that. Wasn't it like 158 or something? He had 160 points in a... Wow, yeah, he was very... Cack was very close. The year before, he had 131 in 64 games. In 70 games in 95, 96, he had 161 points. In 88, 89, 76 games played, 199 points. Yeah. I know, he didn't get that 200, man. Like <laughs> he, was, he had 100 penalty minutes that year, too. <laughs> anyway, never mind, he had 16 time. points in 11 playoff time, games. Right? It is a different time, but when I'm thinking Mount Rushmore, four yeah. greatest players, okay, those so, are my four. So... Isn't it in 2002-2003, like in the height of the dead puck era, didn't he play like 67 games and get like 93 points? 91 points. Oh, my God. 67 yeah. games and 91 points, yep, for 43. Crazy. Pin- he was a minus 25 that season, but guys oh, still bagged 91 points. Yeah. Can you imagine analytics guys giving Marilyn Lemieux a contract after that year? They're like, well, you know, you only played uh, 67 games. You were a minus 25. I think we're gonna only going to have to give you like 10. Or uh, well, five million a year. <laughs> He's probably well, thinking, oh, below ninety-one points. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like, and this is like this is a very weird comparison, but it goes somewhere. Like when Connor Brown was drafted up, and he was on a very poor. I think was it what? What was his junior team? Uh, he played with Erie uh, in Erie with Connor so, McDavid. Yeah. So he was like the one bright spot on a pretty crappy Erie team. So that's like Lemieux. He was the one bright spot with a Pittsburgh team that had like Noah Welch, like on the second or third line. Yeah. Come on. Yarmir Yager probably at that time too, probably put up some great numbers. Yeah. But he was with Washington or New York at that point. Yeah. No, but I'm looking at when he was in Pittsburgh, I'm just talking like 88 to, uh, to 2000 or sorry, 98 to 2001. I mean, 81 games played in 2000, 121 points, pretty solid. But man, when I hear 60 games, 160 points, dude, Come on. The guy played I, less than 1,000 games, Lemieux, 915 games. The guy had 1,723 points. Yeah, it's crazy. Completely my, insane. Yeah, my, I, run-in, my run-in with him wasn't so great, but you can't deny, like, you can't deny what, what he did on the ice. No, not at all. 
And I mean, a top four is it's like, maybe we can next episode, uh, we can do, uh, the mini Mount Rushmore. We'll call it the mountain Rushmore's that got scrapped in the drawing room. Um, we should do like and a post two two thousand Mount Rushmore or something like. Yeah, that. we could do that. We can even do four goalies, four D, uh, four forwards. We can do that. But um, I don't know. Maybe next week there, maybe we'll. I, I doubt we're going to see any good news about the NHL or sports coming back. Cause, yeah, I doubt. Well, it. we we might we might have a a guest maybe next time around, right? Yeah, so, we'll work on that. I'm not really going to say anything now because I want to... I know, well, that's why, so. like, that's why I'm not saying it, like, either, but... I, yeah, but know, we, within the future, at least we could say, we will add, I mean, it sucks to do this. We wish we could do it in our studio, but we'll add a four screen right around here or maybe over there. Um, we'll figure it out. We're going to get them on and uh, we'll go from there, but um, let's kind of decide quickly before we sign off for our next redraft. Pick a year, any year. What guys? What year do you guys want to do? Is the McDavid one too close? 2015? Yeah. Very good draft year. You know what? Let's do 2015 because right. um, it so far it's been panning out to be like the 2003 draft where there's just guys in every round. Um, so 2015, we'll do that for, uh, for next episode. Um, we should redraft Datsuk year. I don't remember what year that was. Oh yeah, ninety-eight. Was it ninety-eight? Ninety-eight, maybe in ninety-nine. We won't touch ninety-nine because my boy Vinny LeCavalier for the Tampa Bay Lightning, first overall. That's my boy right there. Um, Would we still that Patrick Stepan? No, ninety-nine or LeCavalier might have been ninety-eight or ninety-nine. It was one of those two. Anyway, I just want to toss one more thing out there. Um, Yep. I I don't know why, but it was ninety-eight. Sorry, go ahead. Just like seeing all of us on screen here, we all got some sort of beard going on. I'm thinking I'm not going to shave until like sports come back or something. So if you guys want to wow. join. Okay, can- time out. Are you actually going to do this? Or are you going to like pull the shave your head nonsense? Say you're going to shave your head and then not shave your head. I'm okay with growing my 11 beard. 11 episodes, <laughs> which translate to about three and a half months of you lying. Uh, you know what? I <laughs> Yeah, tease. I take pride like in being an honest person and owning up to my shit. I promise you I will shave my head and then that will come. And you know what? In fairness, we did say there was no timeline. Eventually it'll come. We it's could be teasing happen. this well, for I the next say, I, did, I, think, I think I did say like week seven. I'm like, okay, time's up. <laughs> uh, it's true. I know. But hey, if you're willing to stick with the, the COVID beard, we'll call it Mike's COVID beard. Yes. Um, then we're good for that. We can we can bring that up. We'll well, you know what? Every episode starting next week, we'll uh we'll get a little measurement. We'll, yeah, we'll measure I, uh, how long one long strand. I didn't I hear though? Like I don't know. This is like because again, like conflicting reports and everything. But like yeah, having a beard, beard, are you more susceptible to COVID and shit? What? Yeah, whatever. Who said that? I don't know. Pick a news outlet. There's like yeah, so many contradicting things. If you have two we, eyes, if you have two eyes, a nose, and a mouth, and can walk, you're probably gonna get COVID. Did, how are we doing on time? Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're we've gone just, for a while. Now. Yeah, we're just about over an hour. Because we completely missed the if playoffs started today, but we can push that back. I mean, fuck, dude, uh, hockey's not. We can save that for whatever because yeah, hockey ain't coming back. But I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So next episode, we'll we'll look at that. We'll give you some updates if there's any in the hockey world, uh, some COVID updates about the sports world. Uh, Mike's COVID beard. Uh, we'll redraft 2015. Um, and if we get to it, which we should because CAC has already done it, we'll do the top 10 biggest busts from 2009 on um, to 2019, so a 10-year window. Um, yeah. Guys, thanks for tuning in again from your bunkers, wherever that may be. Uh, if you're in Canada, United States, Shout out Mexico. Shout out Norway, where we got listeners. Um, Hi. So uh, for at writer Giovanni, that's me on Twitter. The double underscore CAC. At Mike underscore Lasco and Mikey Lascare on Instagram. So follow our – so go ahead, CAC, go ahead. You can find us on Faceoff Puck Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Yep, at (laughs) Faceoff Puck Pod, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Subscribe to YouTube. Uh, Face Off Hockey Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, Apple, Google, Anchor, Breaker, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Cover your mouth when you sneeze or cough. And uh, 
basically to get sports back because that's really all I want. <laughs> Agreed. All right, guys. Agreed. Let's do it. Thanks for listening and watching. We'll see you next week.